Have you been thinking about wanting to start your own podcast? When I was trying to get the Evan Witt show off the ground, trying to find where to go, I had a lot of questions and trying to figure it out. And Anchor was the place to go. Easy to start, easy to use, and it's free. And you can get your podcast heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other great places that people like to listen. The answer, again, is Anchor. And I love using Anchor as it's extremely easy and simple and free to use. If you want to join me with Anchor on your podcast, then go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of all the podcasters that Anchor has to offer. I enjoy and cannot wait to start hearing your first podcast. That's anchor.fm slash start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to... The Talking Sports with Evan. It is October 22nd, and today's show will be talking about Packers and Houston Texans, which is coming up Sunday, 12 p.m. start. And I am excited to be talking to you about that, this game. You know, I, before we do go into the show, I do want to thank you all for those that have listened to my episode from earlier earlier this week where I broke broke down Green Bay and Tampa Bay uh, recapped that uh, that unfortunate 38 to 10 defeat um, at the hands of Tom Brady and uh, Tampa Bay. So, do want to thank you all for listening. I'm also going to do. I'm going to talk a little Wisconsin Badgers as well, since they open up uh, against Illinois coming up um, at the time of recording tomorrow, 24 hours from now. The Badgers and the Fighting Eli and I will be playing and underway. The Badgers looking to get revenge for the loss last year in Champaign. So, so Packers and Texans, Badgers and Illini, and the NFL trade deadline coming up too, and some moves made today, and a lot of rumors flying around on guys that the Packers should target or shouldn't target or go after, not go after, and it is all fun, but tap the brakes a little bit and caution you. It's fun to talk about potential trades and everything, but just you don't want to get your hopes up because you know how the Packers operate and you know they're not going to make a big splash between now and the trade deadline. I'll go into that a little bit later too. Before I go any further, I would like to encourage all of y'all who are interested in getting healthy moving into the holidays. Halloween is a week away. Um, a little over a week away, Thanksgiving's a month away, um, Christmas is a couple months away, New Year's is coming up. If you want to actually get healthy for the holidays, if that's a goal of yours, I want to help you. And you can email me at coachevan66 at gmail.com. And I want to help you find the tools that's going to work for you in order to shed those unwanted pounds that you want. I use Beachbody on demand. I'm doing a hybrid of quarter force and 10 rounds as we speak. And I was up at 4 o'clock this morning doing some upper body arm stuff. And great way to start your day. And I want to encourage you, if you want to sign up too, let me know. Coach Evan, 66 at gmail.com. And let's see what they have to offer. Thousands of hours worth of workouts. Um... They have uh, uh, nutrition plans, nutrition shows. Every workout has a nutrition plan attached to it. You can find 
something that's going to work for you in order to get healthier if that's what you want to do. They have weight programs, hip programs, cardio programs, dance programs, you name it, they got it, and you're going to find something that works for you. So CoachEvan66 at gmail.com and let me know. So before I go into the Packer Texans, before I go on the Badgers and Illinois, want to touch briefly on the trade deadline. And we actually have some guys that are rumored to be on the trade trading block coming up this week in Houston. Kenny Stills, I've seen his name pop up. Will Fuller, I've seen his name. Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, three of the wide receivers for Houston as potential trade baits for the Packers. I've seen J.J. Watt's name thrown around. And, again, it would be great. It would be great to get, a, you know, J.J. Watt back to Green Bay, instant up, back to Wisconsin, get him as a Packer, instant upgrade to Dean Lowry and Tyler Lancaster and Montrevious Adams and Kiki Kingsley. And, you know, Kingsley is going to have a lot to learn playing with J.J. Watt. Him and Kenny Clark next to each other is going to be damaging. And I know J.J. Watt's not the same player he was three, four years ago, five years ago, when he was winning Defensive Player of the Year, getting almost 20 sacks a year, things like that. He's not that same guy anymore, but he's still a high-motor guy. He could still uh, disrupt a game. And I, I was watching the Texans in the Titan game, and he was making a problem against uh, Tennessee in that one. You know, he... he they try some misdirection stuff, try some play fake stuff. He doesn't bite on it, and he's disrupting and shutting down on the backside in the running game. J.J. Watt still has uh, things to offer you. The only downside to trading for a J.J. Watt is he's owed $17.5 million next year. And you have Bakhtiari, Kevin King, Aaron Jones, Corey Lindsley, all free agents right now, unless they re-sign one of them between now and the end of the year. They're all free agents. And you're going to have a hard enough time pick keeping two of them, let alone all four. You trade for J.J. Watt, unless J.J. Watt's willing to renegotiate that contract, you're going to, that's the more money that is going to probably keep you from uh, re-signing a Bakhtiari or an Aaron Jones. Now, I'm kind of indifferent on Aaron Jones, um, re-signing him or not. I think you don't, we've seen it over and over again with teams pay money for a running back, it never works out well in the end. But he's still an outstanding player, and you don't want to lose him. But if you do trade for a guy like J.J. Watt, you may not have a choice. Um, other guys I've seen throw around, I've seen Julio Jones' name thrown around as a possible trade target. Again, big salary you're bringing back. I don't know if you want to do that. I've seen A.J. Green. I've seen John Ross. Um Names being thrown around for potential trade targets for Greenback. And I would rather trade for one of Houston's wide receivers, um, Fuller, Spills, Cooks, um, than a John Ross. John Ross can't stay healthy, and he hasn't shown that he can run a, you know, a, a good route tree in the NFL. A.J. Green has not shown he could stay healthy for the past couple years. Julio Jones, a very hefty contract. Um, I, I know, you know, Stills, Cooks, and Cobb aren't cheap, but they're cheaper than, than, uh, Green and, and Julio. Definitely cheaper than that. Ultimately, if the Packers do make a move, they do make a trade, I want defensive line help. I could also see some linebacker help. Um, the article was about a week ago, 
Um, so obviously it's dated. But I saw one trade speculation that Miles Jack, and he's a guy I love coming out of the draft the same year Kenny Clark was drafted. I, I, I absolutely love Miles Jack. I don't think tennis, I don't think Jacksonville trades him. And I don't think Green Bay is willing to give up what Jacksonville would want in return for um, for a Miles Jack. And that was from uh, yardbarker.com from October 14th. Like I said, I don't think they have the ammo to get a Miles Jack, but I would definitely take a Miles Jack if he's available. He's only 25, and I, I he's a great athlete. I think he's a really strong linebacker, and you pair him next to. Chris Barnes uh, and Ty Summers and Martin moving forward, you got pretty pretty handy uh, middle of the line. But ultimately, defensive line, if they're looking to upgrade, if they're looking to improve, that's where I target right now. Um, I think you have enough a wide receiver to get by, especially when Alan Lazard comes back. He was, to me, ascending um, even more so before he gets hurt with him, Devontae, MVS, who's very inconsistent, um, and I still I'm still high on St. Brown. I think with those guys you have a and, and then uh, Tunyon, um, which his name was corrected by the way. With Tunyon, I think you have enough at the wide receiver skill position with Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. I think we're going to see some more AJ Dillon. I think you have enough to get by. I really do. I'm more worried about that defensive front. Lancaster is a tryhard, but plus now he's hurt. Dean Lowry has been non-existent since signing that big contract, and he was a guy to me that was always a tryhard. Um, again, they're not bad guys to have, but you need guys that can disrupt at the line of scrimmage, guys that can make quarterbacks uncomfortable, guys that make it easier for Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, Rashawn Gary, um, getting after the quarterback. Guys that make it easier for those guys. Guys that if we send Barnes, we send Summers, we send Martin, we send Keeksley up the A-gap on blitzes, they're going to be able to keep bodies off of those guys as they come blitz. That's, that's what they need. I see in the Jets with uh, Williams, um, they would be open to trading him. Um, and you can get him for a second-round pick. 22-year-old uh, <clears throat> Quinn Williams, I would not have an issue with that. Um, 6'3", 303, just 22 years of age. Hasn't really put up humongous numbers up to this point, but at the same time, he he's a guy that can be disruptive in the middle if he's motivated and uh, fired up. He could bring you what you were hoping to get with Mohamed Wilkinson before Mohamed Wilkinson got hurt um, when you had him before he... Uh, uh, had an ankle, I think it was an ankle injury after Kentrell uh, Bryce rolled up on him. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm not going to get upset when the Packers don't do anything. There's no point to me. There's really no point in getting upset that the Packers don't make a move because we know how they operate at 1265. We, we know how they operate. And with the salary cap uh, being cut significantly next year, it's going to give you even tougher decisions to make. So I'm not holding my breath that they make a move. If they do, great. I hope it's defensive line. But I'm, I, I'm not holding my breath. That's where I'm going to leave it at. So Packers, Texans. Packers coming off a loss to, ten, to uh, 
Tampa Bay, where it looked like it was going to be a Packer butt whooping, and the Packers ended up getting their butts whooped, 38-10. Houston just lost to the Tennessee Titans in overtime. And Houston has a new head coach, an interim coach in Romeo Cornell. Um, Big question mark on what you're going to see with Houston. So uh, defensively, you're you're pretty set, I think, what you're going to see. What I saw against Tennessee was, so Tampa Bay would show pressure one way, drop that off, and send others. Or they would show pressure, drop it off, not show pressure, and send it. Like they were doing different things up front to disrupt Packers' uh, flow of the offense. What I noticed with Houston, if they if they show they're coming, they're coming. They don't they don't uh, disguise too much. Um, if they show a guy's coming, he's going to come. They may stunt a little bit up front. That means the O line is going to have to communicate with one another, so guys aren't uh, getting you know coming through untouched. Um, but for the most part, if they're sending somebody a gap, that's what they're showing. That's what they're going to do, and so forth. I didn't see too much from their defense. It's going to be very confusing. I also noticed with their defense from watching the Tennessee-Houston uh, game, tight end, if uh, if Tunyon um, can play, or if he can't, uh, Jace, they can have a big game. The, uh, te- the tight end for uh, Tennessee, he had, I believe, was eight catches for 113 yards. He was open most of that game across the middle. Crossing routes seem to be open a lot, um, you know, different crossing routes, which opened up the the corners, the outside a little bit. Um, the Packers can definitely move the ball on this defense. They also can be, this defense can also be run on. Um, I, I, you know, obviously, Derrick Henry is one of the toughest backs in the NFL, very hard to bring down. But overall, I think this is a defense that can be ran on. Defensively, they have J.J. Watt, Brandon Dunn, P.J. Hill on your defensive line. They've mixed between a 4-3 and a 3-4 a lot in a two-lineman set, so multiple fronts. They're going to be throwing at you. They got Whitney Marcellus, Zach Cunningham, Terrell Adams, and Brennan Scarlett at linebacker. Again, I think you can can beat this team in the middle um, with tight end and with – Aaron Jones, and I think basically if you go same game plan, this time you obviously have Devontae, but if you go similar game plan to what you ran against Atlanta, you should have success moving the ball. Tennessee, I mean, Houston doesn't cover the tight end really well. Bradley Roby, Vernon Hargraves, Justin Reed, Eric Murray fill out the uh, safety position. Obviously, there's some potential injuries in there, too. This is a defense the Packers can move the ball on. And they have to go back to what worked weeks one through four. You know, throw out what didn't work in Tampa Bay. And what didn't work in Tampa Bay is you had a very stationary offense, which to me was you were forced to do a stationary offense because we saw over and over again them getting out of the huddle with less, you know, 10 seconds or less. And now you have to rush to the line, get set, snap the ball to avoid a delay again. You can't have the laziness to the line of scrimmage. You have to get to the huddle, get the play in, break the huddle, get to your position so you can scan the defense, so you can do your pre-snap movement, so you can do your motion, you can do your shift, you can do all that other stuff you want to do to try to you know give the defense uh, give the defense to tip their hat, hand a little bit 
or to try to catch them uh, off guard with something, with the jet, fake jet sweeps or things like that. And you have to play out your play fakes. That's another thing that bugged me in Tampa Bay. A lot of the play fakes, the play action, the um, the jet sweep action when the Packers did do, they didn't do a lot, but they did a couple times. To me, the action was lazy. You can't be lazy. Run the offense that got you to 4-0, having the best offense in the NFL. Do those things. And it all starts, to me, with getting out of the huddle, getting to the line of scrimmage. That's what it starts with. I think it's going to be very tough if uh, David Bakhtiari can't play or is limited due to his injury. It's going to be very tough for the Packers because the only option they have at left tackle is Ricky Wagner, unless they kick Elgin Jenkins out there, unless they put Billy Turner at left tackle, unless they do something else. But in that case, unfortunately, Mercedes Lewis is still a little banged up, and he's a guy that would help in pass protection. Um, If he can play, then you put him on the left side with whoever you're playing on the left side, and and even if it's Bakhtiari, just to give him some extra help with the injury. Because J.J. Watt, as as much as he's lost a step, people say, he can still bring it off the edge. You have, you know, he can still disrupt things off the edge. Just saying. He, he's not washed up old man that I, I've seen some people imply. He can still bring it. He still has a never-ending motor. He's still going to do whatever he can to make your day a living hell. But the key thing, win up front, get out of the huddle in a hurry, get to the line of scrimmage, get to your positions, and let's get going. Now, you can run the play clock down to one. You can run the play clock to almost zero. But the thing is, you can't get out of the huddle with 10 seconds to go on the play clock and lollygate to the line of scrimmage, and then take, you know, then, then you're limiting and handcuffing what you can do prior to the snap. If you break the huddle between 15 and 20 seconds, you give yourselves more options on trying to, you know, give the defense a tip their hand a little bit. So that, that's key to me on offense. Pace, getting out of the huddle, and running the offense that you've run through the first four weeks. Tyler Irvin, this practice again, um, that, that can be an issue. Another wrist injury, is he going to come back this year? I don't know. But if he can't do what he brought to the table for you, you got to find someone else to do it and somebody that you're willing to actually give the ball to in those motions and those actions. Maybe give Darius Shepard a try back, you know, with that a uh, lot of those motions and um, things like that. Maybe EQ. Give him a try using in that motion and jet sweep action and things like that. He's quick enough. He's fast enough. Give him that role. But you, you have to put somebody there that the defense is going to have to respect or they're not gonna they're not gonna even bother trying to uh, they're not even gonna bother trying to cover that motion and that action. Now switching, and this is where you don't really know what you're gonna get with tennis with Houston. In, in tennis against Tennessee, um Mostly, I saw Houston run out of the shotgun and pistol, occasionally Watson under center. They do want to get the running game going with David Johnson and Duke Johnson. Um, They want to get play-action passes down the field going with Fuller, Cook, Stills, and Cobb. And they like 
um, setting guys vertical and another person underneath, be it Johnson or Cobb. Um, they like setting guys underneath and setting guys vertical. The corners for Green Bay, the safeties are going to be challenged. This is a deep wide receiver core. Now there's no DeAndre Hopkins on this wide receiver core, but it's still deep. They got four wide receivers in Fuller, Stills, Cooks, and Cobb that can beat you. And David Johnson is a threat out of the backfield. He wasn't used much with Bill O'Brien as a receiver, but he's a threat out of the backfield. He was an all-multi-purpose duo threat back in Arizona. Bill O'Brien, for some reason, forgot about that. And that's where your issue now is going up against Houston with their um, their offensive coordinator, Tim Kelly, calling the plays. You don't really know what you're going to get with the offense. Like, Are they going to do mostly what Bill O'Brien did? Or is Kelly going to bring in some of his own stuff, mix it in? Are they going... Play calling is going to be different, and you really only have one game of film to really try to get an idea of what Tennessee might do. I mean, that's sorry, Tennessee, what Houston might do. So that worries me a little bit, and I think Kevin King, you know, he was on the injury report, limited participant this uh, today in practice once again. I think you have to get him to play. I think with Sullivan... I think with King, I think with um, with Alexander, I think you got three guys there that can that can uh, hold their own against this Houston offense. If King can't play, now you're going to have some problems. Um, St. Brown limited with a knee again. Tunyon didn't play, uh, practice due to an ankle. He rolled his ankle in, uh, in, uh, in, in Tampa Bay. They're back to the defense. Barnes, shoulder, shoulder and calf was limited. Um, Rashawn Gary, ankle was limited. Kevin King, limited with quadricep. Lancaster did not with the shoulder. Um, Savage did not with the quad. Preston Smith and Zedarius, limited with the shoulder and an ankle. So defense is banged up a little bit. Um, defense is banged up a little bit. You're going to have to, uh, might have to get by with uh, guys like uh, Jackson again. And to me, Jackson didn't have a bad game. He didn't have a great game against Tampa Bay, but he had a bad game. And I think you might have to play him a little bit more um, as well. So, again, up front which is scary to say because we all know what the Packers are bringing you as defensive line. Kiki Kingsley, Montrevious Adams, they have to play out out their minds. Adams has to be more consistent. Dean Lowry, please show up. I don't know where you are, but can you please show up? Um, You know, you're being paid to secure the edge. And like I said, I don't know where you are. I, I really don't know where you are. Three tackles on the season. That's what he has right now. That is what Dean Lowry has so far, and that's not good enough. You know, yeah, Dean Lowry's not a special player. I never thought he was. He's a guy, he's a try hard. He busts his butt to try to get things done. But at the end of the game, they need more than one tackle from him. He had five assisted tackles. Uh, um, 
Yeah, five assisted tackles against Tampa Bay. One tackle solo, uh, assisted against Atlanta. A solo tackle and an assisted tackle against Detroit. That's his stat line. Packers need more from him. The Packers need more from their front their front line to make the rest of the defense better. And the thing is, Deshaun Watson, he can, he can run. Are you going to put a spy on him with maybe Raven Green or uh, Savage if he's healthy, Adrian Amos? I don't know. Are you going to put a spy on Watson? But the key thing is, the guys I just mentioned, Kiki, Adams, Lowry, they have to maintain their gap. I'm not bringing up Kenny Clark for a reason because Kenny Clark is going to be fine. You know, against Tampa Bay, it was his first game back after missing pretty much, what, three and a half games. He's going to be fine. I think he'll be fine in that middle. But the other people around him need to play better, need to maintain their gaps, need to uh, not get not give up any running lanes. And I expect to see the Packers probably playing a lot of zone coverage because if you do man against Watson, you're turning your back to him, he can take off and run. So I think the Packers win. I've been going back and forth on this. I think they win. I, they're a better football team than Houston. They have more. They have better talent overall than Houston. But I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be a lot tougher than some people are going to think. And I think the Packers are going to probably end up scoring 42, 44 points. And Houston's going to score 38 to 40 points. So I guess if I had to do a prediction, 42, 40 Green Bay. It's going to be a blow. It's going to be a shootout. And I think the Packers. Uh, Win it late with Rodgers leading a uh, leading a uh, a two minute drill offense and hits Devante for uh, game winning touchdown pass. So Packers in the state of Wisconsin, not the only business, not the only team in town now. The Wisconsin Badgers are set to kick off their season on. Um, And uh, tomorrow night, as of as of recording, um, Badgers lost to the Fighting Fighting Illini or the Illini last year in Champaign. Pretty much now, yes, they still lost to um, Ohio State the following week, but the loss to Illinois pretty much destroyed any hope Wisconsin had of competing for the college football playoff. They would have beat Illinois, then upset Ohio State the next week, and then beat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. They, they would have legitimately had a shot to be in the college football playoff. But unfortunately, the Illini ruined that shot for them last uh, last season. So the Badgers looking to get revenge. Now, the the big question mark, so I'm a, I you know, Graham Mertz is now the starting quarterback. Jake Jack Cohn had a foot surgery, he's up for the year. So Graham Graham Mertz is first in line to get the start. Big arm, but he hasn't played at the college level yet. Um the the Illini is a great team to get your feet wet against, I believe. I think it's great you know, great great way to get your feet wet. Um their defense isn't very good, especially in the secondary. Receiver-wise, yeah, they lost Cephas, but I think depth-wise, they're deeper. Um, Danny Davis, senior, 
Kendrick Pryor Sr., Jack Dunn Sr., Adam Kumholt Sr. They also have Jake Ferguson back. And they have, uh, I guess, a redshirt freshman receiver. Um, that's not redshirt, true freshman receiver. Um, his name escapes me at this moment. A uh, guy from Wisconsin. I'm trying to find his name right now. He's a guy that's been turning heads in, uh, in camp. I want to say Chimere, uh, Deke, I want to say, is the name. Chimere, uh, Deke. Um, from what I understand, I think he's the one. I, I thought it was from Waukesha, a uh, freshman from Waukesha. He's, you know, he's a guy that I've heard been, uh, like I said, turning a lot ahead. So, I, Badgers, I think, will be fine. Um, I don't see anyone challenging them in the Big Ten West. Um, Northwestern, Nebraska, uh, Minnesota, nobody's challenging. Iowa, nobody's challenging them in the Big Ten West. They just can't afford to have that hiccup game that we unfortunately know they're capable of having. Um, offensive line should be really good, with the, especially with the return of John uh, uh, Dietzen. Then you have um, Cole Van Lanen, Josh uh, Seltzner, Caden uh, Lyles, and Logan Buss starting across the offensive line. They should be fine there. Running back, you kind of have a 1A, 1B um, solution right now. You have four um Garrett Groshek and Nakia Watson. It's not Groshek then Watson. It's Groshek or Watson. Um, so I think you know running back. You're going to see running back got by committee early before hopefully uh, Nakia Watson. I liked briefly what I saw from him last year. I think he's going to end up probably being your primary back with Groshek going back into that third down <clears throat> running back role that we know he's really good at. Defensive line is really good. Secondary is really good. The question mark is mostly outside linebackers. You, you lost a lot with uh, Burn, uh, uh, with uh, Zach Braun uh, leaving, uh, going to the NFL. But I think uh, they're very impressed with what they do have. And you might see true freshman uh, Nick Heiberg. Um, uh, six foot, two twenty-five from Hawaii. He might uh, get some play early on as well. So, with that said, I think the Badgers route Illinois. It's not going to be close. Wisconsin's out for blood. Um, they they're pissed off from last year. They're out for blood, and I think Wisconsin just rolls over on the Illini. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for those that are taking the time to listen to Talking Sports with Evan. I, I greatly appreciate it. Please share the link. Please share it with your family and friends. I, I, gre I greatly appreciate it. I love talking about sports. I love giving you my opinion on sports. You may not like my opinion sometimes, but I'm not going to sugarcoat my opinion. Just leave it at that. Um, so with that, um, again, if you're looking to get healthy for the holidays coming up for the new year, shoot me an email, coachevan66 at gmail.com, and I'll give you a hand. 
and uh, I will get back to you either late Sunday recording an episode or Monday recapping, hopefully, a Green Bay Packer victory. Talk to you all later.